Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolstra, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years and on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Well, thanks for joining us on this edition of Sports Business Radio. As always, I'm joined in studio by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, I'm digging the NBA and NHL playoffs, NFL draft last week. We have a lot to talk about on this week's show. It's a fun time of year, and I'm like you. I love the NBA playoffs. I grew up a hockey fan with my dad, so I love watching NHL. It's a good time of year for me because you got some good. And NHL, it's like every series seems to go to Game 7, I swear. It's always fun in the NHL. I love it. The other thing is we have a big announcement on this week's show. We'll be bringing that to you in a few minutes. But uh, a new partnership. I love new partnerships. And yeah. uh, this is one that I'm really excited to talk about. So we'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But let's go through some headlines first. Uh, number one, most people consider Bill Belichick and Greg Popovich as the two greatest living coaches in the world today, or at least in U.S. pro sports. Mm-hmm. And news this week from Woj at... ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, Greg Popovich has formally committed to his 24th season as the Spurs head coach. He's expected to sign a three-year contract. It'll keep him as the NBA's highest paid coach. Look, I'm happy to see Pop continue. I mean, 24 seasons with one team. And correct me if I'm wrong, there's maybe one season in there. I think it was the year where uh, David Robinson was hurt and they got Tim Duncan as the number one pick. Like, there's one or two seasons in that entire run where they didn't make the playoffs. Right. It is phenomenal run that he has had very much like the Bill Belichick run in New England. It is, and Popovich is one of those guys I would love to just have a camera on the whole game. He is so focused during games. When they when they go to him on camera, that guy doesn't get flustered. I mean, the guy is so focused at his craft. You can tell he is just in the game in the moment and knows how to coach. And I mean, think of the team. Like you said, the guys he's coached and the and the, the dynasties he's made and what an era. He's He's fun to watch. The other thing about Pop is he is replacing Coach K as the head coach of Team USA. So, uh, you know, next Olympics and going forward for the foreseeable future, he will add that to his list of duties, too. So there were some people that thought, well, maybe he'll call it quits with the Spurs and he'll just focus on Team USA. But no, he's going to do both. And, uh, you know, he lost his wife about a year ago. Uh, he's gone through some tough times personally. In the last year or so. So I know the Spurs are like family to him and basketball is in his blood. So I'm happy to see that he's going to continue. I think the NBA and sports in general are better with Greg Popovich coaching versus him retiring and riding off into the sunset. Yeah, I agree. And like you mentioned, his wife passing too. I think a lot of times, you know, when you lose somebody close to you, you have to keep up with kind of the norm, the work and the job and the flow. And I can see why that might be, might have paid into why you made the decision to continue just to kind of keep him, you know, driven and keep him up and keep him going. All right. Let's talk about NHL and NBA playoff TV ratings. Really interesting. Let's start with NHL. So 
usually the rule is on broadcast TV, the ratings are going to be higher and uh, you're going to see an uh, increase. And then on cable, you know, not as big of an audience, not as many people, and it's not going to be as big as the broadcast TV audience. Griggs with the NHL, it's been just the opposite. <laughs> so uh, Stanley Cup viewership, is following a really unusual trend. Record highs on cable, double-digit declines on broadcast. Hmm. So through three weeks of the postseason, eight of the nine games on NBC have declined. NBC games are averaging 1.67 million viewers. Uh, it's down 15% from the same point last year. And the trend, like we just said, has been different on cable, where games have averaged 733,000 viewers. That's up 17% from last year. So, again, not as many viewers on cable, but more people are watching on cable. And this is what we talk about on this show all the time. Like, my 14-year-old daughter, she doesn't know the difference between broadcast or cable (laughs) or a YouTube video or Hulu or Netflix. It's... Just like, what do I want to watch when I want to watch it? I don't know what channel it's on. (laughs) I'm just turning it on because it's on the menu somewhere. Yep. It's funny, too. I've been doing the NHL digitally, streaming it through the NBC uh, app and stuff. So it's like I've been consuming it more on my phone and on the iPad and stuff like that, which is new for me this year. I usually just watch it on TV, but this year I've kind of gone over to digital. Now, I want to bring something up here in the midst of all these numbers I'm giving you. Game of Thrones, which I'm not a huge Game of Thrones, but I've gotten into it lately. And everyone said this last Sunday was like the epic episode of all time. I'm not going to throw out any spoilers if you haven't <laughs> seen it yet. But it's on HBO. So that is a paid subscription service. I have HBO. I love it. If I only got one channel, I would go HBO over anyone else. Game of Thrones, Griggs, last Sunday's episode, 178 million viewers on paid subscription TV. Griggs, an all-time high for the number of tweets. Mm-hmm. 7.8 million tweets around that episode, more than any other TV show has generated in the history of Twitter. Holy Lord, that was a much-talked-about episode. But, you know, when we're talking playoffs here, when we're talking big numbers, 17 million people tuned in to watch that episode of Game of Thrones. That is more than NBA playoffs. It's more than NHL playoffs. It's more than the World Series. I mean, really, other than NFL, there's nothing that would beat that number. That is mind-boggling. It's crazy, and it, it blew... I mean, socially, it's the advertising is just done by people. Right. For a week, two weeks before <laughs> it, it's on every other tweet. It's true. The meme, and it's cross-sending into, into NBA and stuff. Right. The memes have the faces of the Game of Thrones guys on Dame's face when we yeah. had that shot. It's hilarious. I well, love it. Well, and players like CJ McCollum are doing interviews the next day. They're asking him for the Game of Thrones yeah. episode recap. <laughs> so, I mean, like you said, and, and I'm sorry, between Avengers Endgame, which I haven't seen yet, or Game of Thrones, You better watch things pretty quickly because people are throwing spoilers (laughs) out there on social media and just walking down the street. I mean, I've heard stories about people walking out of the theater and people are just in the parking lot shouting spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. So-and-so does this. (laughs) Wow. That's 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 you know, they do that with Star Wars, too. and Some of those big movies where you're wanting to see how it turns out. But uh, wow. So, all right. NBA playoff ratings. This is interesting. There's only one team playing right now that has good TV ratings when they play. What what team is that? Uh, Golden State. There you go. Yeah. Everyone else, whenever they play, the ratings are down from last year. 
Sunday's Rockets Warriors NBA semifinal game one, 7.2 million viewers on ABC. That's up 25%. It's the highest rated round two NBA playoff game since 2012. So in seven years. So again, that was the Western Conference finals last year. A lot of people think those are the two best teams in the NBA and this is the de facto finals. Whoever wins this will win the finals this year. And the ratings are showing. But in the East, where there's no LeBron, Griggs, the ratings are boop. I yep. mean, you know, you've got Toronto, Philly, Boston, but no one's really moving the needle TV ratings wise. And, and this is where I think now in the second round, we talked last week, first round, people are kind of easing their way into the playoffs. Right. Now, no LeBron in the East. I think we're seeing the void that is there and the ratings for, uh, Toronto and Boston and Philly and Milwaukee, they're not nearly the ratings that LeBron generated in the past. Yeah, and I think, as we've talked about before, too, there's you know a star, but then there's that mega star, like a LeBron, a Tiger, uh, Kevin Durant, you know, and those are the guys that just you have to tune in if they're on. And I think that's the series, the Houston-Golden State series, is the one I think everybody wanted to see and wanted the rematch. Right. And, uh, and it's just it's must-see TV. And, of course, Game 1, the referee controversy. And, I mean, just, the buzz is always going with the series. Right. Yeah. And the other series, I mean, look, I think for the NBA, the dream matchup would be Golden State Boston, right? Yeah. Two big markets, two iconic franchises. Uh, you know, Toronto, they don't generate the ratings. You have Kawhi, but not really. Milwaukee, I think, would be a ratings disaster yeah. for the NBA. Giannis is good, but no one really cares about Milwaukee outside of the Midwest. Right. Uh, Philly is good and they, you know, Joel Embiid and they have a great starting five and, and things like that. But I really think, you know, Kyrie's been to the finals. Boston has that legacy. Boston Golden State is what ABC is hoping for. We'll see if it works out that way. I, if I had to pick right now, I think that's what it turns out yeah. to be. But, you know, I guess we'll, we'll find out. Now, some local ratings. This is always interesting to me for mm-hmm. the NBA and the NHL. And this is according to the Sports Business Journal. Uh, big drops in two of the NBA's three biggest TV markets contributed to an overall 4% decline in the league's local ratings this season. That's not a big drop. But the New York Knicks down 38% on MSG, and mm. they had one of their worst seasons ever, even though that was by design. And I'm telling everyone, my guy, Coach Fizz, is going to turn that thing around, so yep. be patient. And then the Bulls... We're down 24% on NBC Sports Chicago. That is also going to get turned around. I have confidence there. Um, so, you know, I think those are anomalies. I think those are going to trend upwards next year. Not surprisingly, Griggs, the biggest ratings decline came in Cleveland after LeBron left. 58% drop wow. on Fox Sports Ohio. Ouch. Now, the flip side of that. The Lakers posted a 31% ratings increase on Spectrum Sportsnet, the team's highest since 2013. So, you know, we've talked many times on this show about LeBron and the corporation that is LeBron. When he comes to you, your franchise value goes up. You sell more jerseys. You can charge more uh, higher ticket price for your courtside seats. And your TV ratings and interest around your team goes up. When you leave, it goes down sharply. Those numbers... (laughs) uh, just prove out that theory. Biggest ratings increase locally came in Dallas. They saw an 88% jump on Fox Sports Southwest. Luka Doncic, a lot yeah. of excitement around that team. Dirk's last season 
in Dallas. So 88% increase in Dallas. Uh, Denver, they also saw a 74% increase. Their team was much better this year, and they're still in the playoffs. The Bucks, the Sixers, and the Jazz each delivered their highest ratings since two. Uh, 2003, it says. So, wow. Um, and then overall, ABC, ESPN, TNT, and the NBA, pretty flat, uh, but down 5% hmm. this year compared to last year. They averaged 1.2 million viewers. So again, game telecast. The average game telecast in the NBA, ABC, ESPN, TNT, NBA TV, 1.2 million hmm. average viewers. Game of Thrones last 17. week, 17 <laughs> million. That's crazy. I mean, that's like trending towards, it's basically a Sunday night football number. Right. So average Sunday night football game on NBC, 19 million viewers is how many that gets. So that's what that Game of Thrones number was. But it shows you average broadcast for an NBA game, 1.2 million. I mean, you're 17 times bigger than... And your people are paying for it. Right. <laughs> and they're free. paying. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back after this. You know, hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy and you only have to go one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Find out why the NHL, as well as pro sports leagues and college sports programs, have chosen ZipRecruiter. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. All right, NHL local ratings. For the third time in four years, the Buffalo Sabres are back on top. Uh, they posted a 75% ratings wow. increase on MSG. And I, I bet you if you did trivia and you said, okay, which team saw the biggest ratings increase? Most people would say Pittsburgh, who was number two. They were up uh, 6.38, 10% from last year. But it was Buffalo. Yeah, and, I wouldn't guess that. Yeah. So uh, overall, their national ratings were pretty flat with what they were last year. We gave you... Some numbers uh, earlier about the playoff ratings, but this is local TV. The best increase, this is like such an astonishing number. The Las Vegas Knights on Rocky Mountain TV posted a 116% increase. And remember, they went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. It was their first year in the NHL. They go to the Stanley Cup Finals. This year, riding that wave, they see a 116% increase on TV, and people may go, who cares about the ratings, Burger? Do you know you can charge more money for ads when you have better TV ratings? Sure. There's so many things you can do when the interest around your team on TV or digital is higher. When you walk in and you say, hey, we increased by 116%, that's going to get people's attention, whereas if you're saying we were down 38%, you're going to have to convince some people to uh, 
stay with you. All right, Griggs, uh, let's recap the NFL draft. Broke all of the records, most watched draft ever, 6.1 million viewers. And that was across ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, and NFL Network. And it was a different experience watching each of the networks. On ABC, you had Robin Roberts and Taylor Swift, and it was more of a cross-appeal. On ESPN, you had the College Game Day crew, NFL Network, Rich Eisen, and everyone else. ESPN2 had kind of a different slant. So it wasn't like they simulcast the same program across four networks. It was very different coverage on each. I actually like the ABC feed and I, you know, my daughter's a Taylor Swift fan, so we like watching that. But the thing that was so amazing is they come on the air and 600,000 people in attendance at the draft in Nashville. To put that in perspective, that's almost more than the last three drafts combined, Chicago, Dallas, Philadelphia. So Nashville turned out for this thing, 600,000 people. It was like one of the championship parades that you watched yeah, on TV. It did the it. streets were just packed. It had that feel. And I think, yeah, Nashville killed it. I think awesome job of crossovering with the music and Tim McGraw and Taylor Swift. And yep. Just the culture of Nashville became such a part of the event, too. That's brilliant by the NFL and by you know the ESPN crew and ABC because I think you're, you're grabbing an audience that might not be watching the draft. And now, hey, I'm watching the draft because I've got my favorite singer on stage. And then let's see what goes on with the draft. So I think they're just going to continue to grow the draft. The audience continues continues to get stronger, and I think it's going to get better every year. And the thing that's kind of amazing is, unlike last year where you had Baker Mayfield and you had a lot of names that were big, this year it was like Kyler Murray. Yeah. And most people knew he was going to go number one. After that, a bunch of no names. And they still got 6.1 million viewers. Yeah, and that's cool, too. I think you're right. It wasn't a huge cast of, oh, who's going to go, you know, my guy's going to go here. It was the one pick, and then it's like, oh, who else? But it, it kept people watching. So, yeah, big numbers for the NFL. And again, 6.1 million viewers, that's more than World Series. It's more, it's almost more than NBA Finals. It's more than NHL. So this is the draft, people. And, you know, anyone who ever says, oh, the NFL's on the decline. Yeah. Their worst days are better than most leagues' best days. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and when you can get 600,000 people to turn out to your draft, not the Super Bowl, the draft, holy cow. The NFL has not many problems other than you know some of the off-the-field issues and, and things like that that they continue to struggle with. But the interest has not waned at all. Uh, another big story this week, Griggs, this according to multiple media reports, ESPN, the magazine, will print their last issue in September. You know, this was a juggernaut magazine for a long time, but Griggs, just like Sports Illustrated, just like all these other magazines, even newspapers, putting something out in print, everything's going digital. And, you know, the the manpower and woman power to create a magazine every week. It's just, it's not a model that seems sustainable going forward. Yeah, I think you've got your your staple staples, like a Sports Illustrated, it's just iconic. Right. That'll be around, but um, I think you're right. I think we've seen it with the newspapers, especially. It started there, and then I think magazines are also declining, just because, why not? You can get it in two seconds on Twitter or wherever else and see the covers and see the pages. Why not just do it that way? And I saw something the other day where, you know, Sports Illustrated has been up for sale for a while. Right. And someone mentioned $110 million was the price. And I was like, that's the price for – like, you would think someone would pay $110 million just for the archives. Yeah. And the photography. Right. And the iconic covers and everything that goes with that, you know, 
historical magazine. So it's like $110 million. Not that I have that. Maybe we should crowdfund that or, or kickstart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's, let's buy Sports <laughs> Illustrated. But I mean, that's not that much money in today's day and age. And I yeah. see like websites that have no history or anything are going for a few million bucks. So $110 million for Sports Illustrated. I, I don't know. I was surprised by that number. Yeah, and it's when we went to we were at Time Magazine and the whole corporation yeah. right yep. before they sold to Meredith, and it was like y- y- we were t- talking numbers and nobody kind of had a figure of what does a magazine actually sell for. Right. And it's kind of interesting to have that number come out. Yeah. So ESPN the magazine going bye bye in September. Sports Illustrated. Who knows what the future is? I still think you know you're going to see tons of content digitally. You just won't have that. I remember I was a kid like. I sat by the mailbox yeah. every Tuesday. When's my Sports Illustrated coming? For sure. Yep. And, you know, you couldn't wait to dig into the magazine. And it was something that who was going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated? The smell now? of it. Like you would just, it's like a new book. Like, Everything. Oh, I, I love it. I grew up with Sports Illustrated, po- yep. probably more than any other publication. You know, I really liked ESPN the magazine and I know many of their writers and thought they did a great job. But ESPN the magazine has a million other platforms, right? right. There's ESPN.com. There's ESPN, the TV network, there's streaming now, there's all these other places you can get your news. I'm not sure the magazine, which supposedly was losing millions of dollars, made sense for them as a business model going forward. Uh, another headline, Griggs, FanDuel and Sport Radar have teamed up to give fans and bettors the opportunity to stream games and place wagers on them at the same time via a mobile app. This is interesting because... You know, it's only being done in New Jersey to start with, but this is the way of the future. Yep. Like, you're going to get on your phone one day, and you're going to be able to watch the game. Here's what you're going to be able to do. You're going to be able to watch the game. You're going to be able to bet on the game in real time. So first half, second half, final game, wagering. And you're going to be able to get on Twitter and talk about the game yeah. going on. And in some cases, you know, like Twitter, you're going to be able to watch WNBA games and PGA golf and and you know, some NFL programming, but everything's going to happen on your mobile device. These mobile apps are being created. You've got the casinos like MGM and Caesars who have created the mobile apps so people can place their bets as well. But this is interesting because they're trying to capture you all in one place. Watch the game and bet on the game. Odds come up during the course of the game via this stream. Um, they've been doing this in Europe for a while, so it's not like they just created this from scratch. They're just bringing it to market in the United States. There's going to be so much money around this. I think it's going to be mind-boggling. It's crazy. And this is, I think, where it's going to go. I mean, I think this is going to blow up because why not be able to watch it, wager, like you said, tweet about it. Hey, I just won a hundred grand. They scored a touchdown. Hey, I just da 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 da. I mean, it's going to be huge. And I think uh, this is definitely going to be big time in the next year or two and moving forward. I mean, I was reading about the guy uh, last night who. Uh, the Bucks are down four to the Celtics at the end of the first quarter. He does live in-game betting. He bets $88,000 on the Bucks to outright win the game. And they come back and win by 20 points. Yeah. So he wins forty-four grand off his $88,000 bet. By the way, who has like $88,000 to bet? <laughs> We've read about the Masters guy who bet right. $85,000. This guy bets $88,000. People are dropping money like Crazy. it's going out of style. But... You know, so this guy does an in-game bet, and hey, I still think the Bucks are going to win, even though they're trailing at the end of the first quarter. Plunks down the eighty-eight thousand and wins forty-four thousand as a result. 
that's what we're going to see, and probably to a lesser degree. I doubt people are going to be bet- betting the eighty-eight thousand. Probably, you know, hundred bucks here, five hundred bucks there. But the ability and the ease to watch the game, see the odds, discuss the game, and bet the game all in the same place. That's what's going to be big going forward. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a cool idea, and it's so cool. I mean, in the, in the time of a game, too, how much stuff changes. So the the ability to bet on certain parts of the game and, oh, the halftime score, I'm going to do this, that's cool. You don't have to do it at the beginning of the game and just hope your team comes out. You can do it throughout the game. It's great. All right, Sports PR Summit coming up in a few weeks on May 21st. We've added some names to the agenda uh, you knew before if you've followed us at sportsprsummit.com. I'm the founder of the event. We do this every May in New York. Griggs, you'll be coming with me. But yep. uh, I'll be on stage with NBA Commissioner Emeritus, David Stern, a good friend, someone you've heard here on Sports Business Radio. Can't wait to sit down and, and catch up with him. Uh, Brody Van Wagenen, who is the GM of the New York Mets, will be on stage John Wartime, who is the executive editor of Sports Illustrated and a correspondent on 60 Minutes, will be on stage. And now this week we announced a modern sportswoman panel. Uh, Nastia Lukin, decorated gold medal winning gymnast, uh, Olympian. Uh, my friend Carolyn Joyce, who you've heard on this show, decorated Olympian silver medalist swimmer. She's been to three Olympics uh, Mike Golub, who is the president of the Portland Timbers and the Portland Thorns. Did you know the Portland Thorns, the most successful pro sports women's team in the world? They average 20,000 a game. They are up for a Sports Business Journal Award Team of the Year. First time ever a women's pro sports team has been nominated for Team of the Year. That's going to be a great conversation. Gina Leahy, who heads up communications and branding for college football playoff is going to moderate that conversation. Um, and then Players Tribune, I can tell you this, there's going to be two former uh, NBA players who are going to be part of their panel. They're going to talk about athlete podcasting. If you follow Players Tribune, you might be able to guess who I'm talking about. We'll be announcing that next week. And then Rick Buecher is going to be on stage with someone very, very big. So uh, that's coming up. So we've got a few spots left. If you work in the sports industry, specifically in PR or social media, and you want to come join us for our exclusive invite-only 125-person senior event at the Players' Tribune on May 21st, you can go to sportsprsummit.com. You can see our latest agenda. You can see pictures from past events, and uh, you can purchase your tickets. But it's going to be a great day. Griggs, you'll be there with me. We'll be recording some interviews while we're in New York Very much looking forward to that. All right, coming up next, we have a big partnership announcement. Really excited about this. Stay tuned for that announcement. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. I know many of our Sports Business Radio listeners and my friends with pro sports teams fly by private or charter plane. So let me offer you this scattering report that will save you time and money. When flying into or out of New York City, there can often be long delays. That's why you want to fly into the brand new, pristine Republic Jet Center, located in Farmingdale, New York. That's just 30 minutes outside of New York City, making it the airport with the fastest time into Manhattan. Don't get caught up in delays flying into Teterboro or White Plains. Choose Republic Jet Center, and you'll experience all the reasons why you chose to fly privately. 
Republic Debt Center is a full-service, signature-select FBO that delivers an unparalleled level of customer service and safety to the private and charter jet industry. Enjoy Republic Jet Center's luxurious lobby and contemporary lounge in their new 100,000-square-foot facility. The concierge staff will gladly assist you with making any reservations you need while you're in New York City, from ground transportation arrangements, dining reservations, or even helping you with chartering a helicopter flight to Manhattan or the Hamptons. That'd be nice. Their comprehensive white glove FBO service and premier affiliations are compelling reasons why aircraft owners and operators benefit from selecting Republic Jet Center. Whenever I fly private in or out of New York City for the Sports PR Summit or the Sports Business Radio Roadshow, I now have a terrific new option, Republic Jet Center. For more information, visit RepublicJetCenter.com or call them at 631-881-9520. Follow them on Twitter at Republic Jet Center, and that's CTR for Center, or on Instagram at Republic Jet Center. Republic Jet Center, the official private airport partner of Sports Business Radio and the Sports PR Summit. Joining us now on the Blinder guest line, Doug Turfer from Mizzen in Maine. Blinder is the way high performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash SB radio. My guest is Doug Turfer. He is with Mizzen and Maine. You've heard us talk about them here on Sports Business Radio recently. We had their founder, Kevin Lavelle, on our show a couple of weeks ago. Doug, how are you? Very good. Thanks. Well, we're bringing you on. We have a big announcement. And the announcement is we have a new partnership between Mizzen and Maine and Sports Business Radio. We'll give you the details in a minute. But, Doug, I'm very excited about this. You know, I wore your performance fabric dress shirt for the first time on stage last month when I was in Los Angeles interviewing Lakers owner Jeannie Buss. And, you know, everyone had told me about it. I had seen your spots. I'd seen what you'd done with Phil Mickelson and J.J. Watt and Kyler Murray. But I wanted to experience it for myself. And it really was a game changer. I'm not just saying this. It, it was something that... It was unlike any dress shirt I've had, and when I put it on, I said, oh, my God, why didn't I buy this years ago? Because this is really the dress shirt of the future for me. Well, thanks for saying all that. We certainly took note of you uh, becoming a fan and and, and talking about it and sharing your story, and and we love hearing those things. We hear from our customers every day, and I think when Kevin, you know, started the company, he just wanted to sort of – changed the entire dress shirt game and his you know his goal was to create the best damn uh, dress shirt ever made and i think he accomplished that and to hear stories like yours and for you to share them and allow us to just so quickly build a, a more formal partnership as a result of it is exciting for us yeah again you guys work with phil mickelson jj watt tim tebow i think you guys are great scouts because you signed kyler murray in january before anyone knew he was going to be the number one pick of the arizona cardinals in the nfl draft so great job there but you've got a great roster of ambassadors out there and these are all guys who are out there used to wearing performance fabric and things that are flexible and they wanted that in a dress shirt and phil mickelson in fact plays on course with your shirt. So it shows just what a great shirt it is, but I love the flexibility. I could never go back to cotton now. 
And uh, I just really like what you guys are doing, your viral ads that you've done with Phil Mickelson and your textile dysfunction ads. And you guys have a lot of fun there. Well, you know, when you're trying to disrupt a category, you hope that you can align with uh, endorsers or partners who are disrupting their, you know, what they do as well. And if you look at Kyler, when we first engaged with him, we did, he didn't know if he was going to play baseball or football or what he was going to do next. Truly, he didn't know. It was a tough decision. When you grow up since four years old and you played both sports, that's a big decision, even at 21 years old, and especially almost at 21 years old. So to your point, we're glad that we – that we're able to create a, a, a actual partnership, a true organic relationship with him that's continued with him through the draft and things like that. We, we wish him all the best, and his family keeps in pretty close touch with us. They're big fans of the brand as well. So that's a, that was a, a very unique and, and kind of a demonstrative example of how do we like to pick our partners, people that are doing things differently, look at, look at things differently, and, and we've been very lucky in that, in that space. And I think a lot of that goes back to Kevin and how he builds relationships. And, and we want partners that really like our, our, you know, our clothes and our dress shirts and want to grow alongside us. And to your point with Phil, you know, he doesn't even wear it just when he's playing and competing on, on the course. He wears his in the main when he's doing his calf exercises now, too. So <laughs> it's been a lot of fun working with him. Those videos are so funny. If you haven't seen the Phil Mickelson calf exercises, because I think, I mean, I was shocked by two things. One, when I saw him doing the goofy commercial with you guys. I mean, that was a side of him I hadn't seen, and that's what Kevin and I talked about. So that was really fun. But then you always see Phil Mickelson in slacks. So when you see him in shorts and you're like, oh, my God, he has big calves. And now he's doing the calf exercises and he's wearing the Mizzen and Main shirts. I think it's very, very clever, funny. And look, at the end of the day, it's all about being memorable. Like we get bombarded with so many messages every day. How can you break through the clutter and become memorable? I think what you guys have done to promote yourselves is memorable. But then you got to deliver the goods and the product and your product is great. And, you know, like you just said with everyone else, I'm passionate about your dress shirts and about your product. So I'm super excited. I'm going to be wearing them exclusively on stage at all sports business radio events and sports PR summit events and for all my media appearances going forward. So you've convinced me I am a believer in Mizzen in Maine. Go to Mizzen in Maine com to learn more about Mizzen and Maine. I know we're going to be doing some other things that we'll talk about uh, in the future. But Doug, thanks so much for uh, partnering with us. And you know, anytime you have news you want to share, this is the platform you can do it on. And you know, you have done a great job too. You used to be at Pizza Hut, and you've been in this industry a long time too. So tip of the cap to you for all that you've done with Mizzen and Maine. I think he hit the nail on the head with it starts with a great product. You know, marketing can take you to a certain extent, but if your product doesn't doesn't back it up or support it, you're going to lose that that favor pretty quickly. And start with a great product, and it continues to grow. We got a new CEO who's come in, you know, former, you know, executive at Stitch Fix, and I think he has the vision to even continue to help us grow even more, probably expand our product line in in, in the process. And and I think the combination. Kevin's not going away. He's still the chairman of our board. He's just, you know, the day to day. He was ready, and it was time for him to turn that over to someone else with a little bit more overall category experience. We're really excited about Chris, and and still having Kevin involved. He's a young guy, very energetic, and I think that's why a lot of us work here is is a personality to like that. So. Uh, I really appreciate your support. We definitely look forward to seeing you uh, not only wearing Mizzen in Maine, but just personally in the future. And uh, like I said, it's great to have you on board, and we appreciate it. 
Thanks, Doug. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in person at uh, the Sports PR Summit in New York in a few weeks. That'll be great. And I know we'll do some special things there as well. You bet. Thanks, Doug. You got it. Take care. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Open Doors helps athletes share content on social. Founded in 2012 by two former Nebraska football players, Open Doors has become the world's leading athlete marketing platform. More than 6,000 athletes around the world use Open Doors to receive content from partners and publish to their personal social channels like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all with one click. Open Doors makes it easier than ever before for brands, including sponsors and licensees and properties, to push approved content through the players' social channels. Leading sports organizations like the PGA Tour, NFL Players Association, Major League Baseball Players Association, the LPGA, and dozens of professional and collegiate sports teams use the platform to send video highlights, photos, GIFs, and more to athletes. The publishing process is very easy and convenient. Once registered, athletes receive a text message when their team, league, or brand partner has content for them to share on social media. The athlete simply reviews the content and hits approve. Open Doors does the rest. If you're an athlete, start using Open Doors as a tool today to build your personal brand and maximize your value on social media. If you're a brand trying to connect with athletes who you thought you'd never be able to gain access to on your own, Open Doors is your solution. Open Doors makes athletes more accessible to the people who support them. Visit opendoors.com or follow them on social media at opendoors. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. Thanks to Hadley Heck. She's a student athlete at Portland State University, and she's our new Sports Business Radio intern. I want to welcome ZipRecruiter to our family of sponsors. Again, really happy to have them on board. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash SBR. Happy to have them on board. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in wherever you get your podcast. You can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. The 2019 Sports PR Summit presented by the Players' Tribune will take place on Tuesday, May 21st at the Players' Tribune headquarters in New York City. The Sports PR Summit brings together senior PR and social media executives from across the sports world, along with elite athletes and national media members for a full day of on-stage discussions and networking. All attendees leave with ready-to-apply best practices and with a better understanding of how to maximize relationships with the media and the athletes they work with. This year's Sports PR Summit lineup features NBA Commissioner Emeritus David Stern, Sports Illustrated Executive Editor and 60 Minutes Correspondent John Wartime, and an exclusive roundtable discussion featuring elite athletes who work with the Players' Tribune. 
Past Sports PR Summit speakers have included NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, NASCAR legend Jeff Gordon, NFL greats Michael Vick, Demarcus Ware, and Anquan Bolden, WNBA greats Lisa Leslie and Swin Cash, ESPN reporters Tom Rinaldi and Jeremy Schapp, The Atlantic reporter Jamel Hill, and my friend New York Knicks head coach David Fisdale. The Sports PR Summit has sold out each of its first six years. We only have 125 spots for senior PR and social media executives. Reserve your spot today by visiting sportsprsummit.com. I'll see you at the 2019 Sports PR Summit on May 21st at the Players' Tribune in New York City.